my better half is showing me photos of this MSG Sphere thing that's out of Las Vegas. And at first, like, it, the graphics and things, like, in these photos look too good to be true. Yeah, this is a projection, or is this a display? I think this is, L- like, LED. It's a So what it is is it's, like, an entertainment venue built in Las Vegas because, of course, right? Yeah, part of the flash. Yeah, more than half of a big sphere. And I think it's built on the property of the Venetian. So it's yeah. attached or f- affiliated with the Venetian. Hmm. And it's this giant venue that is spherical well except for the bottom because you couldn't make it a perfect sphere that'd be stupid they're structurally yeah no it's like almost but it's like a 90 percent sphere but the outside is all like video screens Hmm. so they can effectively i'm gonna say project but they can display whatever they want so you should totally look up some of these photos. Yeah, the moon one, day one there was an, crazy. There's an well, one of them was an eyeball that blinked. Oh, that's that's freaking creepy. Yeah, I couldn't find that one just to throw in here, but there's totally one there. When they booted it up for the first time and started the screen, it like had this Stargate looking thing looking, and then it's it like spelled out "Hello World." Oh wow! Yeah, classic. That was, that was pretty cool. And technically, it doesn't open until it's not a publicly available until September. It's just the outside is good to go. Wow! They did a they did a they did like a July Fourth like an Independence Day show on it. Oh, like kind of fireworks or like yeah. And I'm reading. Hmm. I've been reading, especially in higher climate areas, they're not doing fireworks anymore. Oh yeah, they're actually doing drones. Oh, I have seen those. Yeah. And they said, yeah, it's $20,000, but it's kind of like a fixed cost. You program them. Yeah, then you can but use it next year. fireworks, especially in things like the desert areas, well, not necessarily deserts, but out west, yeah, wildfires. Yeah. So a ton of wildfires happen. So a lot of, a lot of companies say from sustainability. Yeah, I guess we did kind of learn a little bit of what that life looks yeah. like. It's cool, like, if it's a venue for concerts and stuff. I wonder if they project, like somebody like singing like almost oh, like that like i saw yeah i saw stuff i saw stuff where like they were doing some nasa tests so there's like a picture of the moon the moon looked cool um yeah. and then there was one where like somebody they had it look like the the front end was opening up oh like a the 3d billboards like you were yeah like but like somebody was stepping out of yeah. like so like it's a sphere but then like a hatch rolls away and yeah. then like somebody is crawling out. I think it was kind of meant to look alienish. Oh, that's cool. It, it, it's really cool. And then for I guess the <laughs> I guess there's somebody out there that's gonna sports ball so much more than us, and we're gonna sound stupid. <laughs> oh god. But I guess there's uh, a part of the NBA summer tournament, the summer league, that is being hosted in Vegas. So they made it look into a giant basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's that's uh, perfect for it. I mean, it's cool because of the sphere. That's a lot of depth in there, but they're really figuring out a ways. And yeah, the building's not even occupied. It's not open yet. The first concert's not until like September, I think. Weird. I wonder if acoustically it's going to be awful. Because it's, it's a big circle? circle in the middle. I don't know. It's I did see some photos in there, but it it looks like a cool venue. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's done yet. We haven't seen the finished product. Hmm. You have to keep your eyes on this. We're, are we back? Did we go anywhere? I'm not really sure. What I am sure is that this is the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. Back again. I got tons of security news because you know what? 
We're done talking about Reddit. We're done oh, talking yeah. about Twitter. Well. We're all about threads. We're all well, about threads we'll, these days. We'll get to that. <laughs> no? All right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So there's there's your spoiler. You guys stay tuned. You can find out about threads. Yeah. And I guess maybe we're not done with Twitter because. Well, I mean, threads is such a big aspect of Twitter, I guess. Because it's the, it's the exodus. Almost and I am reading people on social media not so happy with everything. So what do you say, Griff? Why don't we get today's show started? All right. You know how much I love the company, Kaseya, right? Oh, yeah, Big K, yep. Big K. Yep. Man, they are one of my least favorite companies to deal with, but they are a pretty sizable organization in yeah. our space. I like to hear in Caseto. <laughs> Caseto, yeah, Dano, yeah. They, well, okay, so in addition to what I'm going to talk about here, they're also in trouble because they stole from an open source group that's really, yeah. really prominent in our MSP community that has been instrumental for making our lives easier and they just went ahead and stole one of his open source projects put it in their paid product i wonder if that'll we'll hear about that in the next podcast if something big comes out of that lawsuit wise or something he hasn't said much but i do know that he has talked to cassetto dado casea <laughs> yeah. about the situation mm. and so we'll see what if they I'm ask sure. for forgiveness and pay him out or something and yeah yeah but that's not what we're talking about what we are talking about is not really, well, it is security news in some ways. They and somebody else have recently kind of taken a look at the IT landscape as a profession. And you know what they're finding out? This is not going to surprise you. It's not going to surprise me. IT professionals are burning out mm. at an alarming rate. Yeah, not surprised. So just in Kaseya's study, they are reporting that... Trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they paid somebody to do yeah, this study, yeah, so let's fair. be real. They they were just the sponsor. That's why they get the name. But a recent Kaseya study is reporting something that's kind of worrying, and that's despite the fact that businesses are cutting budgets in a lot of areas, they are not reducing workloads. But more importantly, they're relying on IT to come up with the deficit. Yeah. So IT professionals are be are very much, I mean, and let's be real. How often do you have an initiative that also needs to require IT? Most initiatives, yeah. So when you think about a department, okay, you have your accounting group, you have your human resources group, you have your sales team. They largely do, <laughs> sales doesn't often get involved with accounting unless they screw something up. Yeah. Right? Like those, but IT has to know everything about every department because mm -hmm. all of those technologies loop together. Yeah. So you have these companies that are trying to reduce workloads or trying to automate workloads. And what's the best way to do that is IT. So what we're finding is, is in the business and the commercial sector is actually that automation and workloads aren't going away, but IT is being driven at an alarming rate to produce and make up for these lacks. Well, how are they doing that? They're overworking their RT teams. 62% of respondents of this survey, these are IT professionals, not just managed service providers, but those who are placed. 62% reported, hey, I have to work a lot of weekends and even holidays. Oh, yeah. 50% have reported they've pulled an all-nighter wow. to meet deadlines. 40% say they consecutively work 50 or more hours 
normally. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so we're seeing that they're burning out. They're, we're getting tired. Here's why this is important for us to realize what this does for us. One, there's a mass exodus of IT professionals who are leaving the field. Leaving was, holes in their place. So we're looking at a lot of businesses are increasing their spending in security. Mm-hmm. But they can't find the right professionals because there's not enough candidates. Worse than that, they're also having qualified candidates just leave because there's just no work-life balance. Yeah, It's like 20% say they actually feel like they have a decent work-life balance wow. in the IT field. And this is really, this is concerning. We're, we're seeing them leave in droves. We're seeing the need for more because we're not sitting here. We got a podcast. We're part of it. We dedicate to security. Mm-hmm. You need security individuals in a lot of these organizations that are dedicated to make sure that this stuff gets done. Yeah. And so we're increasing the number of people we need for this area. Meanwhile, people are leaving. We're creating this this huge gap. Um, there's another study, and I believe the company is called CyberSeek that put this one that d- paid for this one. They pretty well said that there's like a 30 something percent shortage in staff versus openings. Oh wow. So it was something like only 69%, 70% in their study of the positions posted in the past 12 to 14 months were actually filled. Mm. 30% of jobs regarding cybersecurity yeah. <laughs> were not filled. If that doesn't make you a little bit worried about the world to come, what does? Yeah, because that's it's not like a small unnecessary thing yeah like this is one of arguably the most necessary job role in a company yeah so we've got we've got probably you know two or three hundred thousand jobs or security positions security wide positions. open yeah that gives that's a, just security it's giving hackers a a good time <laughs> it really it really is yeah which one of their job roles would be obviously to make sure that your firewalls are patched yeah Fortinet, I think about a month ago, and we may have briefly discussed them or maybe we didn't. Well, it turns out that they had a CVE vulnerability that got posted. It was with the SSL VPN product. And if that makes sense, you you know, firewalls are kind of your, well, they're just like their name. They're this, this wall of protection (laughs) for a business, for a business. Well, they're designed to burn up traffic, you know, they're designed to prevent unauthorized traffic to get to them you know you're supposed to use this but a lot of times when you vpn they're a security gateway is another way of calling it and when you connect in remotely chances are you're connecting to a firewall fortinet published about a month or so ago in june that hey we have a vulnerability in our vpn product and it was kind of a big deal there was some testing that showed look you can do this well, it got updated to be a 9.8 on the CVSS. That's the severity score out of 10. Because another researcher... 10 being the worst? 10 being we're all dead. Oh, dude, 9.8? So it might as well be 10. <laughs> yeah, because they wrote a compromise using this exploit, and they were able to compromise the firewall in less than a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> so we have this 
issue where the VPN, which allows you remote access, can be compromised in under a minute, which makes it very difficult to, you know, like if you were monitoring traffic and you have a log system, you might be able to tell that somebody's pounding your network a certain way. And, you know, your monitoring systems can mm -hmm. catch this. A less minute, than a, though? Less than a minute and they're in? Dude, yeah. Who knows what they could get done and if they have automated payloads could do. And this is the VPN product. So once they're in, they're now connected to the network. Yeah. They could do some damage. <laughs> they could. And it could take you quite a while before you figure out what's going on. So is there a patch? Like, what do we do? Yeah, but this patch last month. But the catch is, is that they believe 70% of the affected devices Evan. do not have this patch. Why? 70%. Yikes. Get the word out. <laughs> and Fortinet apparently does a lot of business in the government sector. Oh, dude, that's definitely where it all is. <laughs> so they're afraid because they've seen, they believe that there will be very much manufacturing, critical infrastructure, and government attacks Yeah. because of how easy, less than a minute, mm -hmm. and I mean, because of COVID, how often, I mean, how much are we relying on VPNs? Yeah, a lot, a lot of remote workers, a lot of- A lot of know. remote workers. So the chances of a firewall having this VPN enabled is pretty high. And if you're not updating, and they say sometimes it's just because we lag behind a little bit, this one, it's a 9-8. You need to patch it right away. Yeah, and I bet you IT government workers are in that burned out- Category well, as well. So you're constantly bombarded with security notices. Yeah, we've got double damage. How do, you keep, how do damage. you keep up with that? You know. Oh, and if you do have a Fortinet device, of course, patch now. But don't forget, you may have high availability devices, and that's another thing that they have problems. So your high availability is so you can have two firewalls in case one dies. Mm. You fail over, they take over the. A lot of people are forgetting to update got their HA systems. Yeah. Get them all. Wow. The other thing that you could do. And this is one of the things that is being recommended. This does create an opportunity to partner with a company because all of these types of things you're seeking, burnout, everything. Now may be the time to engage with a service provider. They're saying that this could be our time, Griff, to really assert our value. Yeah. So why hire a full IT guy for, you know, however much that is when you could hire an entire staff for just the same price? Well, and that's kind of what they're going after is, hey, what can we do? There does seem like, hey, these are alternatives that businesses should look at is engage with a service provider to help you out. Yeah. And letting business owners know, you know, unless you want to be completely in trouble, you really should look at doing something. You may not be able to find somebody, but there are a lot of great organizations out there. And keeping up on top of stuff like this with the Fortinet, it's going to be critical. You don't want to implement it afterwards. Let's just say that. Yeah, afterwards, it's too late. I've got one final one that I wanted to chat about. And then I kind of want to get into your stuff's always more interesting. Ghost script. Sounds spooky. Ooh. It's not. Okay. Ghost script is an open source alternative to basically Adobe's PDF engine. Mm. Ghost script. Well, it turns out that for a really long time, there was a bug in there. This is effectively malicious documents could issue commands to the GhostScript engine and get it to generate page and text and things like that that's not exactly wanted. 
but it could also have it run system commands within it. Oof. So it's kind of tough to say because Ghost Script's probably not something you're used to hearing about, but it is a very popular library outside the Adobe proper, the, the commercially written one. And a lot of organizations, if you have some type of document management system, this is one of the highest, you know, open source projects for PDF rendering. There could be a really good chance that your software, if it's some type of document software, has it. Say it to say this. If they post an update in the near future, get it, yeah. it's very important that you probably get that installed because they may be responding to this Go script update. Yeah. Now, GhostScript itself, version 10.01.2, that is the fixed version. So anything higher than that, you're A-OK. Everything before that had this bug in it. Wow. It's that old. It's that old. Just now getting found. Wow. Of course, if you're using Adobe products, they use the PostScript engine commercial. And some others, there's also some commercially available engines as well. But, Ghost, you know, like we use yeah. Cute PDF Writer on occasion. Because it's an easy PDF writer, they definitely use GhostScript. Oof. Yep. So. All right. Well. Now take me away, Griff. Take me away. Take you away. Huh? Calgon this. Or oh, AR, man. I guess, at the very least. Yeah. I mean, Apple's headset we talked about a couple times now. Probably last two, three, maybe. I, I, I mean, if not, it's something you and I are talking about. If it's not a Steam Deck. Side, yeah. If it's, if it's not, not a Steam, Steam Deck, deck it's, a, it's an Apple VR headset. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so Apple's Vision Pro, you know, that, that $3,500 headset, they're making available by appointment only at this point. And this comes after their uh, announcement that they were going to make a million, and now they're only going to make 400000 instead yeah. because yeah. of manufacturing issues with the, the two micro OLED displays, which makes sense. That's been, I mean, the last three years we've had <laughs> shortages like this. And 400000 is not a crazy number. I think that's still probably enough to, to get the fanboys, you know. I think they'll still do okay. I'm not mm -hmm. doing the math on it, but 400,000 times 3,500. Yeah, that's a good amount of money. It's like $1,000. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> At least. It's more It's more than $1,000. Yeah. So they're doing uh, what they did kind of with the Apple Watch in 2015, though, where they're making an appointment only. If you buy it, you're coming into the Apple store and you're getting fitted. They're making sure it fits you well and you're wearing it properly and all that jazz and everything's hooked up to you know whatever device ecosystem it needs to be. But it is smart because they did say that it won't work for everybody. And that's why they're doing prescription lenses in all of these as well. We also kind of talked about that was kind of bull that you couldn't do that. Well, here we and are. Now, and now you'll be able to get... you when, Now when you buy it, and you leave with your box and you get robbed because it's probably going to be a giant box that yeah. says Apple Vision Pro. Whatever, yeah, Vision yeah. Pro. But it might not technically work for that person. It's it's custom fit for you now. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It is pretty cool. They're being criticized for doing it now instead of like a, you know, here's my prescription if I need it, you know, make it for me, custom, whatever. Because now every Apple store has to carry thousands of these lenses, which is kind of weird. But is that very expensive? Who knows? I don't know how they're doing it yet. Well, we knew that they've got an agreement with Zeiss. And let's be real. Um, I'm going to assume that glass and or it's whatever. probably not bad, yeah. Are pretty cheap. And they probably know Zeiss is a lens manufacturer of, an, you know, ancients. They probably know the ratios on that stuff. 
and they can probably turn that around pretty yeah, quickly. This many percent of the population is this. Four hundred thousand? Is it really that many? Maybe lenses? not. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You carry one or two. You have to have an appointment to get there anyway, yeah. so they know if they have a chance of running late. Yep. And I wonder if one of the questions you will be asked will be your prescription. It very well could be, and then that gives them at least an idea of this. And, and then uh, they can say, oh, is that working? Over. No? Yeah. Well, let's try a different size. But at least then they can guarantee that they have it. Yeah. So this goes into um, you know people being like, well, well is this going to always be app o- or appointment only? That's ridiculous. But in reality, Apple's already said that this is just for launch. This is just the 2024 early you know, couple months. They're developing an app that you can use in your phone that scans your face for fit and allows you to import your prescription and then order it specifically. So that's not out yet. But They need to do this, though. They need to understand the product better. Pretty much, yeah. And they and do that they, with Apple Watch. You know? And they, they, they also need people to be this, – this is one of those instances where you think about this. But realistically – they need to do this because they need this to be a success. Yeah. This can't fail. <laughs> and so if you come in and you spend $3,500 and it doesn't fit, you're going to be ticked. Yep. It's better for them to go, hey, we're really sorry. This doesn't seem like it's going to fit. You can't buy it. This is kind of weird, though. Is this, you know, like the Valve Index or the HTC Vive or Oculus, like where it has multiple adjustments where anyone could really use it. They just got to put it on and then kind of change well, and the get straps trained, and stuff. And get trained. And is, that's the other thing that this is going to do. They're going to teach you how to set it up for yourself. Yeah. But you like, know, you know, but it's is, all going to be done for you. Are they going to give you that default lens as well in case, you know, your partner wants to use it or your kid or something too? Or like what's... Yeah, or are they removable or... Yeah. Don't you know. know. I don't either. Yeah. So we'll see. But it sounds pretty cool still. It sounds like they care at least a little bit, which is nice. And they want to. Like, like we said, Apple doesn't want to have a th- Google Glass situation. Yeah. They want to make sure that the people that are leaving are happy. Which I didn't put it in here, but Google has announced that they are no longer uh, going to be developing their AR headset. So, Do you see the, I mean, the Microsoft ones, we talked a little bit. It was a HoloLens, yeah. if I remember. Yep, yep. It, and it got picked up by the military. Yeah. They are having a heck of a time with them getting sick. Oh, yeah, dude, motion they're sickness. Getting, yeah, it's a legit thing. I, I think it's because the probably the cameras and everything. There's probably a delay, mm-hmm. and you and the screens and everything. It's probably field of view a little too, bit though. Like it's, it's really, probably a little ghosting. Yeah. Well, because so. your your perspective around your your center little point is is fuzzy to your brain. It doesn't really care about it. It kind of yeah. fills in the blanks. So like. Being able to look at that fuzzy zone because you're looking at a screen makes your brain freak out. You're, you're going to get motion sickness yeah. from it. That's crazy. So I don't know how they're going to fix that. That's not. It's a big deal. Yeah. So anyway, well, you know what else is also a pretty big deal, surprisingly, is this freaking book talk. I think what we is dis- book talk? We discussed it a little while ago, like was two I, years ago. Yeah. Did we really? Yep. Book talk. Where man. was I here? Oh, yeah. I was probably playing on my phone. You probably just didn't even care. It's book talk. <laughs> this is true. I do have a TikTok a, filter. <laughs> a natural ability that if I really don't care about something, I can block it out, no problem. Yeah. So, book talk is a yep. thing. Book talk and became I'm a totally major. Totally aware of this. Became a major marketing force in the publishing world, helping authors, you know, do some serious sales 60% year over year from 2021 to 2022. And ByteDance thinks that they can even do better than that now. ByteDance, the owner of uh, TikTok, who, you know, BookTok, all that jazz. 
They have been soliciting authors to publish books with its own recently launched publishing house. I would read the description of the license agreement on that because it probably means the Chinese government owns it. Yeah, exactly. So Eighth Note Press, and we're, we're, we don't know anything about it, though. So, yeah, that, that could very well be the case. We don't know the royalty rate. We don't know anything about it. All we know is and that— who on TikTok reads books? I've met these people. <laughs> these people are not reading. They're not reading. <laughs> The best you can get out of them is captions, and oh, it's going to be like, you are LOL, you're LOL, or something. Even then, you know, it's like, text-to-speech. It's all speech. abbreviated, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we are with, with Penguin Random House editor being hired as lead acquisition editor as well from, you know, this Penguin House. So we already got a huge name in the U.S. for, you know, finding talent and stuff, and book talk, man, it's, it's getting bigger, so... Eighth Note Press, every, anytime you see that, just know that is that is TikTok. <laughs> that is really good to know because, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Well, with everything that's happened, though, do you remember P92? No. Oh, man. I discussed it a little bit. P92 is called Threads, by the way. So we've secretly been talking about Threads for the past six months or so, which is kind of funny as heck, but... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So I don't remember it as P ninety two. Yeah, it's. But again, you probably said Instagram, and then I was like, I probably said Meta's, you know, app like text based app P ninety two a few times. But I've seen. Sorry, I just want to take this. I'm because in two back to back (laughs) news stories, you've talked about things, and I've known nothing about you talk about, and it makes me seem like did I did I say Barcelona maybe. Maybe I don't know because that is the other none that's the other this, code name. None of this is familiar. Oh, that's all right. That's but all right. <laughs> on the scale of things I care about, these are low. <laughs> Instagram is pretty low. Oh, Instagram, so low. Beating I, out just barely TikTok. I have a I have an admission to to say. I have tried to use start using Instagram because obviously I can't use Reddit anymore, and it's it's worse than I thought. <laughs> Way worse than I thought, man. I both miss Reddit and don't miss Reddit. There are a couple of subreddits that I would say I was addicted to, and I still occasionally check them through my web browser. But they're probably a little different with. But when I go on the web, yeah, I realize how, how much bad, I man. miss Apollo, yeah. and I close it. I'm only spending maybe thirty seconds on Reddit, versus I could spend twenty minutes easily back oh, in the Apollo days. Easy, yeah. It's the endless doom scrolling, you know, which. You know, obviously, everybody's trying to recreate that feel and such because it's successful. But yeah, I, I don't think we'll get to that. I guess because Threads is yeah, a whole thing. But, Threads is a thing. P ninety two. Yes, P ninety two with the rays, which is not an exercise phenomenon, which is kind of where my head went. And maybe it does that's kind of sound like one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's either a gun or an exercise. <laughs> <laughs> either, way, either way, I don't want to be on the receiving end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well. My little caption here is, you know, where, where are we all supposed to go? Because with the rise of AI, the soon-to-be death of Reddit, Twitter requiring payment to see more than 600 posts per day now. No, not just that. Did we talk about this? I'm being prompted. You used to be able to, like, Google somebody and pull up their it's Twitter. It's full paywall. Yeah, you're not allowed it's to look at full, it. It's full. You have to log well, in to even – it's not paywall, yeah, but you it's have fully to walled garden in. Yeah, is the term, that you, like, the walled garden. In order to view – a public figure's Twitter, 
You it's have gated. to be logged in. Yep. And they said, well, that's uh, what did they say? Oh, we were being denial of service or something. And you're like, okay, so when it's done, are you going to turn it off? Guarantee no. you the answer is as no. Yeah. So now you used to be able to, because I don't really use Twitter either. So with all this stuff, you know, where are we all supposed to go? This is crazy. P92? P92 is now Threads now. It's funny how long this has been in development. I thought when Threads came out initially, I was like, oh, God, this is like a very quick, let's get release this as fast as possible because Twitter's going downhill and Reddit's going downhill. This is our chance. And yeah, that is sort of true, but this has been in development for probably a year. See, what they should do, what, what I think Facebook needs to do, well, why don't meta. I let you kind of re- <laughs> meta? Yeah, sorry. Well, let me let you finish because yeah. I have some thoughts on this because I do think meta is the company that could create the alternative. I've got some pros here, but I've also got some cons. So, well, but first, they've already hit 100 million users in under a week. That tells you how sick of Twitter people are. For reference, when ChatGPT launched publicly, they were hoping for that in three months and they had gotten to that recently. Just yeah. they just got that recently, which, I mean, how much have you heard about ChatGPT? Like, come on, on the so, decline. I heard on the decline because it's losing its novelty, but I think it's mostly because so, so many things are integrating with you know AI. How yeah. many products have you seen with an AI you know product? Release? Or we're so, getting fatigued. It, yeah. the, it'll come back, and the power user will be there. But anyway, yep. so but anyway, yeah. it's a blues traveler. Is all I can think of. Is my, however, <laughs> my issue with Threads is like. These are all people who, I mean, first off, you need an Instagram account to get in. Which um, I don't want. And and my problem is if you're on Reddit or you're on Twitter, you probably don't have an Instagram. I know that's generalization, but I bet you there's a higher percentage of people who are on Reddit and Twitter who didn't have an Instagram account. Now those people have to go and get an Instagram account in order to get on threads if they're curious about that same you know style of content of Twitter. I, I, if, I'm, if I'm leaving, because Twitter... The initial allure of Twitter was that it was text-based microblogging, not photos. Yeah. This is now 500 characters, but also heavy on photos and that type of thing. It, it allows you to do the doom scrolling as well as, you know, these little, you know, normal Twitter chat things. What's crazy, though, is that you can't get off of it unless you delete your entire Instagram account. So you're, you're locked in now if you want to get rid of threats. Yeah. But what's kind of nice is there's no there's no support for third-party apps. So there's no, like, news section or, like, I can't automatically schedule posts to it and stuff. So there's a lot less ads. There's almost no ads. And you can't really search for, like, hashtags. So there's no, like, way for, like, trending things to happen on there. Yeah, like those common product, like those common things, yeah. Which... It probably sounds like negative to a lot of people, but this is a huge trend from public to private social media. Yeah. And that's what's happening everywhere. It's the weird Tags mentality. Is coming, though. You know, hashtags it, are coming. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's They haven't ruined it yet, I guess, is the best way to put it. They'll get there. But it's it's going away from the old mentality of of growth as being the most important part instead of engagement and they're they're focusing they're fixating on engagement right now which i think is great i just don't know if they're going to ruin that so as of now threads is cool if you care if you don't care about only getting suggested content and not the people you follow which is annoying as heck you're as far as I can tell, I haven't really seen too many posts about the people I follow. I'm just getting stupid things that I are suggested. So, and I don't know where those are coming from. I wonder from, if but. they initially did that to begin with because they were afraid nobody would show up. 
yeah. So, oh gosh, here's a whole bunch of content. Now we this need, thing's populated. Yeah. yeah. Now we don't need to rely on it. Hopefully, that's the direction. They got a hundred million users, man. They so got my content. Thing, my thing that I thought they should have done more with, especially with a name like Threads, is basically put their Facebook groups. Yeah. On steroids. Yeah. And I thought they were going after with a name like Threads. I get the idea of community conversation. I thought they were going after discords and and, and Reddit and yeah, and Reddit and things, which they kind of did with the groups update that they did a few months ago. But no one cares about that update anymore well, because it's let's be real, it's part of Facebook brand. That's yeah. why I thought Threads be part of Instagram, which still has that critical twenty to thirty de- demographic. Just take Threads and make it a reskin of the communities you have. That's what I thought they were doing. So when I found out, no, they're making a Is Twitter a clone. Twitter clone, yeah. I thought, well, that's a dumb name, for one. Doesn't quite fit. Because it's, it's not really a thread. Yeah. You're not really a common conversation or topic. It's just microblocking. Yep. It should be just, at this point, it should just be called words. Uh, <laughs> replies. Replies, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stuff you don't care about. That's another good name for it. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's hard for me to come up with a reason to use it other than I don't really like Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i been on there a little while. Unfortunately, I can't delete my account. But yeah, I haven't enjoyed it too much. I mean, there's nothing really going on. It's, it's again, it's not the stuff I'm interested in because it's not the, it's all suggested content that doesn't actually fit. You know, there's no, like I, I follow a lot of like music stuff and things and it's, it's still just like news and brands. And I'm like, well, there's no news section. So I get you're trying to like put it in there, but like, please don't. But don't yet. Yeah. So they're, uh, I think they're definitely on track to ruin it. But Now, I did hear, so I'm guessing that maybe they've got the attention. I did hear, though, that at one point, the most popular thing trending on Twitter was threads. Yeah. And then it mysteriously was no longer trending. That's a, that's a Musk thing, yeah. All of a sudden, it, all references were, they, they were no longer letting you search by threads. So I'm guessing tw- uh, Twitter's not very happy about this. Twitter's not happy, and there's a lot of reasons that they're trying to sue them, but that's one of them. <laughs> I mean, that's the community saying it, though. Like, that's my problem. You can't really, like, trending is not something you can buy. Yep. I, so that's that's organic growth. I think Meta could probably, I mean, I guess they have rights to their own platform and all that. But you'd be like, hey, you just really showed how much people should leave by taking and hiding something that should be trending. Yeah. I I do wonder if some of the features that are closer to Twitter that are not on threads are because they're trying not to exactly clone it. Because if they add, you know, a tagging system like, you know, hashtags and stuff into it. It might have space, though, if they hired ex-engineers from there. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be real. I wonder if that happened. Did that happen? Oh, God, it did happen? <laughs> Of course, of course, of course it does. Because remember, Twitter fired 40% of oh, their yeah. staff. Yep. And then another like 20% quit or something. Yeah. It's crazy. So, of course, they went to Meta. And, or, of course, and Apple and Google and everywhere. I mean, they, they freaking went everywhere. <laughs> it's a huge amount of people who got fired. If you were really that worried about those people taking off. Shouldn't their, have fired them. <laughs> you shouldn't have fired them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's some of my humor there is like. Of course, they're going to develop something similar like. That's yeah, and Facebook's in the social media market, so it makes sense. Yeah, I I still don't think this is it though. I started this little section with you know where do we go now, 
I don't think it's P92. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I don't know what it is. I, I, it I like the idea more and more, but I also don't. I think um, I think people need to. Somebody needs to get in and try and clone an Apollo app, but just start from scratch. I wonder if that's possible, especially with the the name and the the marketing that's behind it right now in the news. I'm gonna steal an idea from the TV show The League. Okay. Okay. Is this a taco thing? It's totally a taco I thing. Freaking knew it. Taco started a venture. He created a social media community that lived in the offline world. So maybe the next big thing is going not, to places yeah, and hanging out with each other. <laughs> well, that okay. So that actually failed recently. <laughs> it's an app called IRL. <laughs> that was a non-Facebook. We like, talked about them last week. We did talk about them last week. <laughs> see, I do listen to what you say. Yeah, I do see what I do. That's a dork. <laughs> It was like an event planning app more than anything, but it, was. it still, it got. But this was funny because, yeah. like, you would walk around, he gave everybody poster board as for their, quote, wall. Oh, yeah. And then the, he would, like, good. you he would, like, tape notes. He's like, I'm, gonna send, I'm here to send him a message. And he taped it and stuff. That's pretty great. funny. But regardless, I do wonder if maybe this is our motivation to go outside the social medias. I'm not saying go outside because I sure as heck ain't doing that. <laughs> But go outside and enjoy, like, go spend time with the people that you're talking with online. Yeah. Go hang out with them. Take a Get trip, dinner. dude. Yeah. Go to a weird bowling alley, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do? I, I think the trends are, are are headed towards something like that. I mean, The collapse of social media? The collapse of social media, if you will, yeah. The fact that everything's going from public to private alone, that really indicates something big's happening. A big change, more more engagement, less growth, that, that type of thing. Which makes it harder to monetize. Absolutely. But that's the public, man. The public's not... They don't want to be constantly having ads in their face and stuff. And yeah. we're, we're fatigued. We're fatigued Sign for up sure. for this. Subscribe to this do this like we're all just like i'm over it i'm over it yeah yeah i am too well we'll see what happens but maybe we're the maybe we're on to something maybe the next social media app is freaking in only the apple vision pro by appointment only who knows (laughs) maybe lighthouse should design its own social media company i got an idea for it we'll take it offline okay okay but basically It'll be like, what if we created one that was like Dick's Last Resort, but like in a social media? And every time somebody tweets, we delete the t- tweet and send them a private message that just says, go outside. And <laughs> Touch grass, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. All right. Nobody steal that idea. <laughs> I think that's it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for another cup of coffee, but I'm really amped up. Especially since I know that P92 slash Threads, mm. not a workout platform, nope. which I'm thankful for, but also not the Twitter killer. Um, Probably not. Somebody needs to let me know when th- when, the- when there's a Reddit clone. There's really only two subreddits I actually care about. And I really, I, I check in on them, but it's just not the same. I'm there yeah. for 10 seconds. Yep. I don't consume like I used to. I think their numbers have to be seriously down. Yep. I'm curious about it. All right. Well, with that, that's it for this episode. Of course, if you go to lighthousesol.com slash podcast, you'll see show notes that have links to everything that we talked about here. You'll be able to check out 
where we got some of the information, all that good stuff, as well as find out maybe you missed an episode or two of a podcast, to which I say, how dare you? <laughs> go back. But listen, it happens. You can make this right. Just go to the other post. You hit play on there. You can check it out. It's right there on our hub as well. So hub.lighthousesol.com is the center for all things Lighthouse, especially for your client. You can log in and get right into the system and see all kinds of cool resources, client, get a lot training, cool all kinds of stuff that's right there at your fingertips. But if you're not, check it out because you'll see our blog, you'll see our webinars, all of that good stuff. Griff, you've got a webinar coming up here real soon. I'm excited to talk about. Yeah. So with that, I think we should go have some more fun. You've got a webinar to prepare for. I've got a conference that I'm currently at. How did I manage that? Oh my gosh. Dun, <gasps> dun, dun. <laughs> so we'll see. For the rest of you, we'll catch you on the next Lighthouse IT Solutions podcast.